Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. For he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. I'm really going to focus more on uh, verse 25 when it says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is. And I simply just want to minister. I don't know what it's going to be tonight, but I just want to minister on this topic, come together, come together. Can you pray with me right now? Heavenly Father, God, Lord, I love and praise you tonight. God, Lord, I know, God, that you have given me this word. God, Lord, that you have instilled it upon me. God, to deliver it. God, Lord, I don't know, God, who needs to hear it, if it's just me or somebody else. But, Lord, I pray, God, that you will anoint it. God, that it will not fall upon deaf ears. But, Lord, It'll go with your meaning, God, Lord, with your purpose, God. Though it be my voice, a familiar voice, God, I'm praying, God, that it is your words that go forth, God, Lord, that come out of my mouth. God, and I'll fail not to give you the glory and the honor that you so deserve. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. And can you give the Lord a hand clap as you're being seated tonight? Hallelujah, Jesus. I thank you. I thank you, Jesus. So we were not created to be alone. From the beginning, when God was still in creation mode, he realized that we needed other people. Genesis 2, 18 through 20 says, And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. And out of the ground the Lord formed every beast of the field, every fowl of the air, and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them and whatsoever... Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. Verse 20 says, And Adam gave names to all of the cattle, and to the fowl of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found an help meet for him. That's tough, man, right? God created all different kinds of things, all different kinds of living things to be a help meet for Adam. The birds, we said the fowl of the air, the birds, the, you talk about the owls, the crows, whatever they may be, the eagles. He talked about the insects, the mosquitoes and all that. I don't think Adam was cared about those, but, but he created those to try and help him out. All the cattle, the, everything that was in the field, he created all this to be a help meet for Adam. But nothing was sufficient. He had to create something that was like Adam. Something that would feel like him, something that would think like him be able to share the same experiences as him. He had to create something that was just like Adam. All these other things just wouldn't do it. We will never be satisfied with anything or anyone that this world can offer. Because this world doesn't think or act like we do. We have to have something like us. We have to be surrounded by people that are like us, that believe like we believe and act like we act. Now, don't get me wrong. That's not to say that you cannot have friends that are not in church or that believe differently than you. Please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But because 
we cannot win souls if that's, the only, if that's the case, right? If the only people we associate with are the people that we go to church with, the people we believe like, that believe like we believe, we'll never get another soul sitting in here with us. So we have to be involved with those people, but you have to be careful with what you allow to consume your time and energy. You can't have an overabundance of that. So I think we can all agree that when we focus on God, it becomes easier to be spiritual or to be more spiritual or in touch with his spirit or presence. You know, we were talking about camp registration and, and pastor and, you know, anybody that gets up here and talks about that says that if you can go, go. If you have an opportunity, go. If you can get off work, go. Be a part of that. Church camp, NYC, uh, men's conference, general ministry conference, women's esprit conference, spring conference, winter youth retreat. Whatever it is, we have all these different events for certain reasons. Because we need to be around people that are like us. Not just here, not just here, but, but we need to be able to be around those because when we get in those moments, when we get in those times, it becomes really easy to be spiritual. It's really, whenever that's the only thing, that is your sole focus, it is really easy to be focused on God, right? When you're at church camp, that whole week, those five days, Pastor was talking about, those five days that you're at church camp, you get up in the morning, you go to church. You fellowship with other people that believe like you believe, you go to church at night. And it's that up, repeat, everyone doing the exact same. You're not worried about what's going on at work. You're not worried about what's going on in the world, the laundry that you need to get done, what needs to be cooked, because there's meals provided. Provided some people go and get meals out of there. But um, there's meals that are there that you don't have to worry about all that. You can just focus on God and let everything else that's of the world set aside and be away from you. But when we focus less on him, it becomes easier to be like the world. Right? Whenever we take less time in church, whenever we miss church for whatever reason, it becomes easier to just not want to be a part of it or just to, to sit back, to come up with excuses or, or in, involve myself in a show that I probably shouldn't watch or, or listen to music that probably draws my attention a different direction or, or get involved with those jokes at work that people are surrounded by. Whenever you're less involved with things of God, you become, you're going to fill that void with something else, and oftentimes it's going to be with something of the world. We start believing that there's no reason to go to church. I can be spiritual at home. I don't have to go to church to be a Christian. Right? We've all heard these. But they're right. You, you, don't, you, don't, have to, you don't have to go to you know, uh, church to be spiritual. Right? Because I felt God at home. I felt Him just in my house. Just, it's talking in my prayer closet or whatever, I've been, I felt his presence in there. I can be, I can be spiritual at home, and, and we've, I've, been, I've taught or I've said that I've had experiences at work in my car before I go into work where I felt God. I've spoken in tongues in the Toyota parking lot. I've talked about that because I have felt his spirit, and I wasn't in church. And you can, you can be a Christian and not go to church. I mean, there's plenty of people that claim that, right? To be a Christian, being a Christian is simply being a follower of Christ, believer of Christ, right? I still believe in him. Even if I may not come, I still believe in him. Right? But how long do you think you can keep that up? How long can we keep that up that I don't, I don't have to go to church to be spiritual? Because I'll be honest with you, though I've had those moments at home and in car, in my vehicle and such, they are far less than what I experience when I come into his house. Amen? 
They're far less because there's other things that are going to draw my attention. How long until you stop praying as often as you used to? Right? How long until your Bible reading becomes less and less? Right? We've all experienced what it's like to stay at home and to not go to church. Right? With the exception of a few, I'm speaking of our COVID uh, pandemic that went on. With our exception of a few, you know, pastor got to come in, the Masons got to come, the media team came in. That way we were able to have it in our homes. But, but even they can attest that it was different. It was not the same. And they've spoken that. And they felt, they felt God in here. Whenever there was empty, empty pews, they still felt him. God still met him here, but there was a difference. We all remember that COVID and when we were forced to stay at home and isolate away from people. We're not too far, for, far removed to remember what it was like. We know what it was like to watch TV, for, watch, our, watch church from our living rooms with our PJs still on. Right? Now, now I know, I know there was some that got dressed in their normal church clothes and had church. I remember talking to Bishop and Sister McGee. They still got dressed in their church clothes and they still had church. But I may not have been in my PJs, but I wasn't in, I wasn't in this attire right here. I may, have put a pajama, or I may have put jeans and a T-shirt on. But we got, we got comfortable. We know how easy it was to get distracted by just watching. Anybody else? You know, you set it up on your phone if that's what you had, or you, or you projected it on your TV, and you're, you're watching church, and songs are going on, but then you're like, oh, man, I'm kind of thirsty. Oh, I think I'm going to go into the kitchen here. I'm going to get me a drink. I can still hear it. I can still hear it. I can still be a part of it. And then you go, and you sit down, and you're like, all right, man, I'm getting kind of hungry. I haven't eaten breakfast yet. I go back into the kitchen, and, and I'm going to get me something to eat, and I can do that while I'm watching church. Or, man, I really need to get some laundry going. Church is playing. Church is going on. I can hear it. So I'm going to go in and I'm going to go ahead and start laundry because I can still hear what's going on. It was easy to get distracted just by watching because there's so many other things that we can do. Personally, I found it really difficult to feel God like I do when we come together. Because our adversary will do anything he can to distract or draw our attention away from God. Amen? That's why, that's why when we're in church and we're focused on our phone, most of us are used to staring at our phone anyway. And so we might have something going, but our mind is thinking about something else. Because we, that's just how we're programmed nowadays. Because that's what we're doing. We're, we're trying to multitask. So that's what we're doing. We're looking at our phone, but then we're thinking about all the million other things. And, and because pastor's not right in our face, or he might not see me get up and walk into the other room and call me out for not sitting and listening... It became a whole lot easier to get distracted and do those things. So I, beca- I didn't feel him like I feel him when I'm in here. So that is why Genesis 2.18 is so important to us. When God said it is not good that man should be alone. Because when we get alone, we get distracted. We don't have any accountability. We, don't have, we just think to ourselves and we think what is just and what is right in our own mind. The Bible warns about that. So when Eve was alone, the serpent moved in. But, it, but she had to be alone. Because he knew better than to move in whenever Adam and Eve were together. He knew better than to try and convince Eve that this 
this fruit of the tree wasn't as bad when they were together. Because, because Adam would be able to say, no, Eve, God told us about that. Let's come on. You come on away from here. Don't listen to what he is telling you because he is a liar. We know this. God has spoken to us personally. But because she was alone, she didn't have that someone. And she was in a weak moment. She didn't have someone to lift her up. When Jesus sent his disciples into the world, he sent them by twos so that they were not alone. He knew that there was something about being alone that they would just not be as strong. They would be more susceptible to giving in to the world, to giving in to these other people that they're going into, to be coming in, to, to be more susceptible to getting uh, discouraged when they're alone. Because how easy is it to get discouraged? You can be saying something, but if you're the only one, it is easy to get, get beaten down. And say, okay, okay, maybe it's just me. But whenever there's somebody else behind you that's backing you, you, you're like, you get a little bit more confidence to say, no, 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 no. This is what the word says. Okay, maybe, you know, Eve, she got beguiled because she was like, well, maybe, is that really what the word says? But when she had somebody there with her, he would say, no, this is what the word says. Because we are stronger when we are together. Ecclesiastes 4 9 through 10 says, Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another. And verse 12 says, And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. We've heard this for years. That a threefold. So he's telling you, don't be alone. Be, have somebody with you because when you fall, not if, when you fall, that person who is with you is going to be there to lift you up. But then he said, and he just didn't stop at two. He said, a threefold cord is not easily broken. Matthew 18 and 20 says, for where two or three gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. He didn't say where one is, we're okay. Where two or three are gathered... There he is in the midst of us. I think we can all agree that something happens when the people of God come together. Amen? Something happens when we come together and we get in the right mind, we get in one mind and one accord. Something is going to happen. So what, what usually happens is God shows up. We feel his presence. You come in here and, and somebody's worshiping, somebody's praising, and you're like, I can feel that. You get up around them. Because what happens when you get close to a fire? You get, you get warm, right? When you're further from a fire, when you're further from it, you're like, you can get cold. But when you get close to somebody that's on fire, you start to warm up. So we all know about the day of Pentecost when 120 people gathered together. Acts 2, 1 through 4 says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues, as like, like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. So what happened? That was 120 people. That was more than the two or three that came together. But there was 120 people that came together. They were in one mind and one accord. And what happened? God showed up. The Holy Ghost showed up. 
and was poured out on each and every one of them. And they all received it. So we want to see revival in our community and in our world. But we often find reasons to miss church. Amen? We often find reasons. We don't feel well. I'll be honest, I'm, I'm right there with you guys. I, it's not been too long ago I sent that same thing to pastor. And let me tell you, that next day I wish I would have went to church. Because so many times we have said, if you don't feel well, go to church. If you're sick in your body, go to church. Because the adversary will take you. And it doesn't matter what you're going through. He's going to say, oh, no, you really don't feel well. I mean, I think this was really popular whenever COVID was really, really rampant. We looked for those opportunities because we got comfortable being at home. We got comfortable watching church in our pajamas, okay, that it became really easy to say, ah, oh, man, I think, I'm, I think I'm a little bit warm. I've just been doing laundry, but I think I'm a little bit warm. Amen. I think, I think I've been sweeping the floor a little too much. Oh, I think I'm warm. I'm sweating. This has been a workout. I think I got a fever. I can't go to church. I don't feel well. Something came up. It's just an excuse. It's just a reason. Something came up. Man, this weather is really nice out. Whew. There's so much I could get accomplished if I didn't go to church today. This lawn really needs mowed. Man. Or I had to work late. So, I mean, I, I don't, I'm, I'm preaching to myself right here. I'm going to be honest with you. When I'm right there, whenever God is dealing with me, I think he's talking to me, and I'm just like letting you know what he's saying to me. <laughs> because, because oftentimes we can let these things happen. Now, I'm not talking about the rare occasions, because things happen. I'm, I'm part of it. Things happen, life happens, I know. But I'm talking about those occasions that just seem to become more frequent. That, that we start using that just a little bit more. Oh, man, I had to work late. I didn't want to come to church in my work clothes. It's okay. God's okay if you come to work in your church clothes. He didn't say you had to come in a suit and tie. He said just come. Come as you are. Come and be a part of it. That's all he said to us. But life happens. And we have to think about what our priorities are. Priorities are a big thing. And in... And when you start to miss church or when you start to just sit back and think about it and, and think about the reasons why you may not be coming or why you're wanting to, to miss, you start to, you start to put an emphasis on what your priorities are. Because the reason you're missing is going to be your priority. If we really get down to the brass tacks of it. The reason I'm missing, it's my priority. That's what I really am needing to focus on. But we have to make God our priority. Because we, I mean, in our, in our opening scripture, we said that um, we need to come together even the more as you see the day approaching. I, I think that day is coming pretty quick. But it starts when we come together. Because there are things happening in this world that our older generation never thought they would have imagined they would witness. Amen? There's things that they, you know, because our older generation, they saw things happen and they thought, okay, well, this has got to be the end. This has got to be the end. But then it just seems to keep getting worse and keep getting worse and keep getting worse. And now the younger generation is coming in, and now we're saying, man, this is getting terrible. Man, what, 
What more can go on? What more can happen? What God is putting stuff into place, and we start saying this, and the old generations have been saying it for years, and now the younger generation is saying it. And I think God is trying to awaken us to let us know that we have got to get ready. Things are happening in this world that you never thought were going to happen. You never thought would take place, but they are happening. I've told you about it. I've warned you. You have my word. I have given you the, the answers before time. It is coming to pass. The Bible tells us, the Bible tells us that there is going to come a day that the good things would be called evil and the evil things would be called good. All you have to do is turn on your news. You don't even have to turn on the news. If you scroll through your Facebook feed, social media, everywhere, they, the biggest thing that's hitting me right now is what's going on at Disney World. They're talking about all these different transgender and all these things that are going on. These are things that the world is trying to tell us are good. We have word backing up saying, that's not good. God created male and female. He told us in his word. It was true when this was printed. It's not going to be false in this day and age because the world is telling us that it is false. And that's what the world is trying to tell you. It is becoming more and more. If you don't agree with it, you are wrong. It's telling us that the evil things are good and that the good things are evil and that you are wrong for believing it. But we are seeing more and more things come to pass right now than we ever thought we ever would. And I think it is God telling us, you have got to get right. If you talk to anybody, anybody around, I mean, we have heard rumors of war. We have heard things going on. When there would be peace, there's war. When there's there's Thunders, there's tornadoes, there's earthquakes, there's, there's famine, there's going to be a famine in the land. And they're even talking about that in the news, that there's going to be a great famine across the land. I think before the news ever told me, our word told me that it was going to come to pass, that it was going to happen. This news doesn't have to tell me anything because the word has already told me. Hallelujah, Jesus. There is nothing new under the sun. Nothing new. It is going to come to pass. But it is on us to be ready for when it does. If there is ever a time that we need to come together, the time is now. The time is now. If our musicians will come, I know it's kind of short and, and it is what it is, but, but I feel like God is still speaking. I, I know that God is doing something. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 12, 12, if you want to stand with me. It says, For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that, of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. We are considered the body of Christ. Right? Each and every one of us is considered the body of Christ. Not all of us are eyes, not all of us are ears, not all of us are feet, shoulders, back, elbows. We all have different members. We, we talk about it. If you look at your body, you know that head, shoulders, knees, and toes. We all have different things. We got, we got our brain that helps us function. We got the spinal cord. We've got nerves. We've got tendons and ligaments. There's so many parts to a body. But it is all one body, but there's so many parts that make it work. It is not just one. 
as we all have a different calling in our life because we are the body of Christ. We cannot think that no one, that one is greater than the other. God has called us to be one, to come together to be one, one body. So don't think that you don't have a purpose today. If you're in here, if you're under the sound of my voice through media, through social media, or podcast later, if you are hearing my voice, you have a purpose for the kingdom of God. God has brought you here to be a part of the body. He is letting you hear that right now. And I encourage everyone to get involved in something. Because if our leg is not doing anything, if it stops moving and the rest of our body is doing stuff, that leg is going to begin to atrophy. That muscle is not going to be as strong as the muscle you're using on your right leg. You know, if you don't use your legs, but you continually use your arms, you know, Brother Zach will talk about this at the gym, the guys that want to work out their upper body but not their lower body, there is a distinct difference in size because they, they want to put all the work up here but no work down there. But it is one body. We all have to put into the work. And if it doesn't atrophy, it doesn't get stronger, it begins to just wilt and it becomes useless. It will never be nowhere near. But you have to continue to work it. That's us in the body. And I encourage everyone to find something. There is a ministry for everyone. And if we don't, (laughs) pastor, I'm sorry, but if we don't have something right now, go to pastor. Let him know what is on your heart. Because it is not his will to just be just uh, the few things going on in the church. I know through Matthew 25 ministries, there's many things that want to to happen in this place. But we just don't have the, the hands or the feet or the purpose just yet. But if that is something you feel calling on your life, go to pastor. Get your hands involved. If it's something that you can do media-wise, see Brother Alex because he can get you involved. There's many people. You can give them a break. They don't have to do it each and every night. Give them an opportunity to sit down. If you can sing and worship, see Brother Mason. He would love to have more, more praisers and worships up, worship singers up here. If you can play an instrument, work on it. Ask God to use you to work on your life. Because Alex, I know he would love to get off the drums and start playing his guitar again. If you can play the drums, help him out. I know he's amen in that because I know. But we have to get involved. Because if you aren't involved, if you're just sitting back and you're not being used, you're going to atrophy. And those things that we were talking about earlier, where it becomes easier to just sit at home and to watch from a distance, it's going to be so much easier. And then you're just going to end up, you're going to, what's, what's going to happen is you're just going to slip out the door and you're not even going to notice the difference. We have to get involved. We have to be involved. God has called all of us to be a witness and a soul winner. If it's not something, in, if you think that you can't sing a lick or play, welcome to the crowd. I can't either, but, but I'm up here, and I'm going to try because I know that, that God is going to bless whatever. I'm just going to try and get my hands in there, and then God's going to open up a door because I don't know exactly what God is calling me to do yet, but whenever, whenever pastor comes to me and says, hey, do you want to do this? Do you want to minister? Yes. Yes, I do. Is that my calling? I don't know, but I'm going to do it because pastor asked me to do it, and because if I keep my hands moving, God's going to open up a door for me to be used. Hallelujah. If we can just lift up our hands right now. God, we need you right now.
God, we are one body. We have to come together. We have to form. God, we need you right now. This altar is open. If you need something Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you, and have a blessed day.